Shortcast. Hello and welcome back to the Ox Unplugged. Please make sure that your tinfoil hats are in their upright positions. I am Crispy Crab. I am Mr. J. Witt. And I am Hellion. And that's it. That's yes. it. Yep, that was it. Just, it's just Yeah. It's it's kind of an OG episode. Oh yeah, we're original as shit. <laughs> that's you know, that when you say OG and original, that's just code for old. Yeah. Look, all I know is Tupac ain't dead, man. That's just a conspiracy. Yes. And dun, speaking dun. of conspiracies, somebody put on the X-Files theme. Oh, wait, we probably get copyright for that. Uh, technically, no, but I don't want to. So what no. if we did? Co- what if we had somebody who, co- who uh, could do it uh, with a kazoo cover? Please. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Why is your kazoo so close on hand at all times? Because I have a headset. <laughs> oh, you mean why do I have it? Cl- why don't you have a kazoo close on? Oh god, that's a fair question. <laughs> Are you getting the side eye? <laughs> I got the death stare. I didn't just get the side <laughs> eye. You could do it in post. Yeah, we'll we'll do it live. Fuck it. So the topic tonight is some of our favorite conspiracies. Yeah. Hmm. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily ones we believe in. The entertaining Maybe. ones. Allegedly. Yeah, you know, just some of the ones that we like. Yeah. And we're not getting too in the weeds because, well, at some point, conspiracy theory always ends at a certain point, which if you know conspiracy theory, you probably know what I'm talking about. But yeah, we're not going to get too deep into the weeds with things. No, no. And nothing that's too, hopefully, controversial. I guess it really depends on your point of view, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would like to start it off with just a, one of my favorite wacky uh, conspiracy theories. Um, I've spent an inordinate amount of time actually reading about said subject, so I can poke enough holes in it myself, but there's a lot of interesting things about it. So, are either of you familiar with the conspiracy theory that in 1912, it was not the Titanic that actually sank? Um, I, uh... I believe that there are a few people who were there who could speak mm. to that. No, no, no. A White Star liner of the Titanic line absolutely did sink. But the theory is it was not actually the Titanic, but its sister ship, the Olympic. So and where here's is the, the theory. Early as the Titanic was going through its final fittings in the naval yard, or the, not naval yards, but the... Port? Um, <laughs> yes. In the, yeah, in the, in the yard. Its sister ship, which was first launched, there were three ships of that line. The Olympic, the Titanic, and the Britannic. Where did the specific come in? The Olympic launched first. Well, shortly, not too long before the Titanic was finished and launched, it had a collision with another ship, a, uh, a British naval ship the name of which is escaping me at the moment, um, that caused significant damage to it, which 
required it to be redocked in the same uh, shipyard as the Titanic. Well, the theory is that it was its keel was irrevocably damaged. Like it was just there was no way they could completely fix it. So the theory is that while they were both docked there, they switched all the badging from the Olympic to the Titanic and from the Titanic to the Olympic. That sounds like it would take a while. And yeah. that they then finished it out as the Titanic, launched it knowing, and then intentionally, like all the dumb decisions that they made, like, you know, running at full speed, going right through the ice field, all this thing with the understanding and hope that it would sink and that they could then file a insurance claim on it. And one of the big theories that lead to that is that there were people that were saying that the Titanic at launch had a noticeable 5% list to one side, just like the Olympic did after its collision with this uh, British warship. Also, J.P. Morgan, the probably one of the richest people uh, of, of the time, who also happened to own the holding company that owned White Star Lines, was originally supposed to be on this ship during its maiden voyage, and at the last minute, canceled his plans and stayed in France. So there's a lot of interesting things that would indicate that maybe this was that this is what happened and that the Olymp and that the Titanic as the Olympic went on and they were able to at least recoup some of their money by sinking the Olympic and but claiming the insurance money from the Titanic. And if you look at the iceberg impact, it's back to the left. Back <laughs> to the left. Well, that, get, that gets into one of my next theories. But let's, oh, not, God. let's not go there yet. Now to be fair, um, in reality, although it's conceivable, there are other things that can like there are explanations that you know J.P. Morgan had canceled this had had canceled his decision to go on this trip a month before ahead. That there were enough differences between the Olympic and Titanic that it was odd that the two would not were not identical. Um, also, that there were a lot of Where's specific. The well, the Olympic <laughs> uh, eventually went out of service in like the 30s, so theoretically, and was scrapped, I believe. Uh, but the basically, anytime you're building a ship, it's going to have all of these very specific um, markings on everything, like all almost like little serial numbers on everything that indicate which order i believe the olympic was 400 titanic was 401 so like all the boards all the fittings everything would have been marked 400 for olympic 401 for titanic they have verified that multiple of these yard markings on the wreck of the titanic bear the the number 401 so it, it's been disproven but there's enough little threads and things in there that it makes it if you don't dig too much into the details it really sounds plausible and it just if you want it to be real it's real well that's what that's the great thing about conspiracies is if you're willing to ignore the facts that don't fall in line with with that theory you can let your mind run wild going down all sorts of uh trails and goose tra and things 
Yeah, my... That's the fun part and the concerning part about conspiracy theory, depending on uh, your point of view. Yeah, my opinion on conspiracy theories is, as a general rule, on the internet at least, it's that the more people that have to be involved for the thing to work, the less likely it is to be true. So, for example, with Titanic, that has to be hundreds of workers all working in, like, roughly a week or so of time. That's a lot of fucking work. um, And a lot of people. Loose lips sink ships, literally. Like I was gonna just say, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, the pun master is really falling on his game here. I've been dishonored. I must go on a exile. (laughs) You must wash yourself in the purifying waters beneath Mandalore. I already drank a beer tonight. We're good. Uh, Oh, well, then that's good enough. If that counts as purifying waters. Like I said, it, it, this is not one that I necessarily believe in. Um, because, again, when you dig into the details, it's pretty easy to disprove a lot. But when you're just looking on the surface, the coincidences, the the very uh, small, quote-unquote, evidence uh, that all the little things that line up, it's compelling until you really you know, look at the actual truth of it. Yeah. And I well, fucking love shipwrecks and mysteries in general so it's just one of those things that kind of you know tickles that little part of my uh nerddom it's the what if yeah yeah what if a titanic never sank well in the with regards to uh favorite conspiracy theories i can tell you mine um when i was a wee lad back in the 90s jinkos were still a thing the nintendo 64 was hot and I don't fucking remember anything else. I was real little. But what I do remember about learning about in the 90s was a little place called Area 51. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really captivated me as a kid. Not just because of Independence Day, although that was definitely a really awesome movie. But uh, Area 51, it was crazy because you had all these reports of UFOs and things. And Bob Lazar is basically the guy that is sort of responsible for, I don't want to say blowing the whistle on Area 51, but he was definitely someone that helped put it in the public consciousness back in the like the late 80s, 90s. Um, but just the idea of Area, Area 51 and aliens, that was something that really captivated me as a kid. Um, do I necessarily believe it as much nowadays? Uh, it really depends. I mean... It, it, we could honestly do an entire podcast, but I definitely believe that aliens are a thing um, and that I feel like we know more about them or we've been in contact with them or found evidence of them more than we'd like to put on. Uh, to what degrees or not, I can't say. Um, you could really go any direction with that. Uh, you, you can't say because the government won't let you? I can't say because we're going to get into Hollow Moon and I do not have whiskey to discuss <laughs> Hollow Moon. Uh, but uh, the idea of aliens in Air 51 or having some kind of technology there, I mean, I feel like that's very possible to some degree. If anything, it's definitely a place where we have a lot of top-secret shit. Yeah, because to, to be fair, Area 51 exists. We No, it does exist. Yeah, it's just a matter of what's there. You know, It's a known I, place. It has an actual name as far as the Air Force Base that it exists as, but it is it was known under a its clandestine 
name of Area 51 so that, you know, it could be referred to without being referred to. And yes, it exists. I believe it's in Arizona. Um, It is... It's Nevada? Or is is it Nevada? I think it's It's, Nevada. it's a desert place. It's it's one of the yeah. desert, it's one of the deserty states. Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and there it very much has a high security fence that goes around it. The ground, the, the yeah. area around it is highly patrolled, and yeah. I have read and seen uh, multiple incidents of people that have gotten too close and are then intercepted by military personnel with weapons. And informed that they, yeah, you're going to have to fuck off now. Yeah, it's a base. It's a military base. You can't just go wandering around in it. They've got live munitions testing. Yeah. Plus, they do have new... That's one of the locations where they test aircraft. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely something that happens there. Yeah, we know for a fact (laughs) that the military has said that between the... F-17, the SR-71, multiple, you know, top secret spy slash stealth aircraft have been tested and housed there. God yeah. knows what else, too. That's the thing. And if you see something like the F-117, um, it looks like a UFO. If you're someone back in, like, 1994 or something, and you see something like that flying at night in the middle of the desert, yeah, you're going to probably think that's a UFO. Um, go back even further than that like oh yeah we've been the technology that that they have been developing they're usually 10 to 15 maybe even in some cases 20 years mm-hmm. of developing and testing it before we ever find out about it so like this is this shit like this r 71 was originally designed in the late 50s and it began flight i want to say in the late 60s to to so you know, that's something that looks pretty modern and high-tech today. So I can only imagine what else, other kind of shit they've been working on out there. That, that mm-hmm. To your point, Crispy, if a regular person saw it and did not know any better, it would look entirely alien. Yeah. So, uh, what is the new army playing? The B-21? Yeah. So, the one where it... Um... The motors rotate, so it does VTOL, and then it immediately. Oh no, that's the F thirty five, right? No, it's the 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 Valor, the helicopter. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The V two eighty. So typically, what I what other people have said, I haven't dig too deeply into this. Um, anytime there is a new type of UFO, some sort of unconfirmed, what's going on? What's all of this stuff? Um, that is just what the military is working on. So, uh, in the past 20 years, what you see, what people would see is a mysterious plane rising into the air and then suddenly shooting off into a distance, right? Hey, look what the army just bought, bought yeah. like 2,000 of. I'm not, I'm not discounting those yeah. as, as definite options, but I, uh, there's some it, people or um, instances of UFO encounters that it's just, it makes you think. Um, like going back to Bob Lazar, his whole thing was he's a guy that came out in an anonymous interview in the, I think it was 1985. That's not um, very anonymous. Well, it was anonymous at first. It was, it was, he, he was anonymous on, um, I think it was Las Vegas yeah, with yeah, uh, no, I'm, George I'm just being, uh, I'm well, just being a jerk. He did. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, basically he came out with a story about Area 51, and specifically a site known as S4, which was not on the base itself, it was like in the mountains or something, but essentially there they were, had UFOs and were reverse engineering them, and he even like took people out to witness these um, flights in the area, and you know, eventually like he got fired, he basically kind of had to like, I don't want to say go underground, but he basically was a pariah in a bit of a sense. And he was really anxious about coming forward with this information, you know, and you know, whether or not he's telling the truth, who's to say I might personally just from seeing how much his stories remain the same over how many years, in addition to the detail it's in, in addition to, you know, just how much he stuck to it. He's either, very much like desperately holding on to something he started or he might be onto something. Is he selling a book? Uh, I don't know if he is or not, but he's still okay. been on plenty of documentaries and things. So, okay. like, like I said, you, you know, that that's kind of the problem when it comes to things like this, you could always be like, Oh person, this person's a sellout, but yeah, I, 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 sometimes I, that's I, definitely true. Other times it's not. I don't know. When, when someone's trying to sell a book or a, a, getting paid for interviews or making the talk show network the way i look at it there's a 95 percent chance that they're full of shit or whatever truth there is they're embellishing because they're just trying to get paid that could be possible as well that is, that's know. my that's my cynical opinion on stuff like that yeah and you know I'm i'm not disregarding that because there's plenty of examples of that but i don't know some people it might just be so they can get their names out there it, it it really depends. And, you know, again, we're not going to in the weeds, and I honestly do not know enough about Bob Lazar or, like, any of that kind of stuff. But just from the things I've seen and enough stories, both from Area 51 and just alien things in general, it's just, you know, not everyone is crazy or not telling the truth, you know. there There's some instances where it just, it makes you think. You're only crazy if you're wrong. He's now Area 51 sure. has, has long been thought to be the repository of, of the Roswell incident evidence. Yes, Roswell, been. which is fucking convoluted as shit, but I love it nonetheless. Roswell's great. Yeah. And see, I've read a lot about Roswell because, again, I, aliens and shit and mysteries, it's right up my alley for the stuff that I like. I've read a lot about it. Stan In the end, over there, just like. <laughs> I think Roswell comes down, in my humble opinion, is it was one of those experimental fucky things the U.S. was doing at that time. Yeah. What was it, the mid to late 40s? Yeah. And I think there was something they were doing that they didn't want anybody else to know about, particularly maybe even their allies. And so they just covered it up. And the reason why you don't admit it even all this years later is because the more mystery that stays around it, then you can still keep spinning that whole alien mystery thing. It just it just becomes another little thing that helps, you know, cover up stuff. Oh, absolutely. You always can just have that little layer of this is just an extra little crazy thing. So if there's something unexplained about an incident that you no matter what your official narrative is, Anytime the alien thing comes out there, if you don't bother explaining it, at least it's just something else. It's just another distraction. Yeah. Then you cut forward to like 2014 when all those videos from those uh, fighter pilots start coming out of the objects they're seeing on radar and sensors that are just moving beyond anything that 
is possible on this planet. And then the people yeah. at, the D- at the Pentagon are like, fuck. Now, you realize like a year, was it a year, maybe two years ago, the government, U.S. government declassified a bunch of documents that more or less said, yeah, UFOs are real. And we don't know what some of these are, but they're definitely were a thing. They're and definitely not like, something anyone else has built. Like, yeah, so it, it but yeah, it's just course. like it was just like no big deal, like nobody covered it. UFO stands yeah. for unidentified flying object, right? Yep. So, yep. Don't, don't they have another, don't they have a new designation for it? Yeah, now? it's, it's not uh, UFO, un- UAPs, unknown aerial phenomena. So, there is my favorite, um, uh, UFO, yeah. which was, um, so around the southern border of the U.S., uh, mm-hmm. people were picking up really strange um, uh, signals, uh, a lot of weird communications that they didn't understand. So they transcribed it like just verbally, like the what, what they're physically saying. Uh, turns out it was drug shipments, and it was just a, um, and they were just transcribing Spanish, but they didn't know Spanish. So they were just getting. <laughs> And the cartel uh, made their own airplanes. Of course they did. Just like they make their, just like they make their own, uh, they make their own submarines. Why wouldn't they yeah. make their own airplanes? My yeah. God, airplanes are a lot easier to make. Yeah, airplanes are a lot easier to make. Um, let me submarine? go back to that list I had earlier of inventors killed by their own inventions. One second. <laughs> you know who's not on it? Who? The Wright brothers. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Yeah, but the Rice Brothers also weren't trying to bring three kilos of uh, of uh, white snow across the border. We don't know that. <laughs> uh, you did then see again, that back then, you could buy cocaine at, like, the pharmacy. Oh, yeah, True. it was super easy. Um, there's been a, more than a few uh, drug planes that have been, that just crashed, and then you get a whole bunch of hippies rolling up being like, I heard there was a bunch of weed up here. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. It's really that, good. Well, that's uh, a yeah. thing that happens along the southern border sometimes is you've got these, um, what do they call them, cigarette boats, which is these super long, skinny, high-powered... Oh, yeah, those... Um, those like, bats uh, in the hell. Uh, ...power boats that they'll load up with, like, a pallet's worth of weed in, you know, in one of the, you know, little islands off the coast and then just kind of run them up. And every now and then... One of them runs into rough seas, and the crew literally gets bounced out of the of the boat. And so the boat's just out there floating around with a pallet's worth of weed on it. Eventually, it floats to shore. Mm. Hey guys, I might have to go on vacation down south for a little bit. Don't worry about it. Just <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm trying to think. What are some other fun? I I could talk about the Hollow Earth. That's another fun one. Okay. The hollow, the hollow Earth is like the idea that the inside of the Earth is hollow, whether that be caves or legitimately like a Dyson sphere we're living on the outside of, depending on what you're how saying much is, weed you've smoked today. So if we drill down far enough, we will hit a gigantic cavity, is what you're saying. That's essentially uh, what they believe with the hollow Earth. Not, I, not necessarily from what I remember of the, uh, I guess, prototext of the hollow Earth. Um, it's actually tubes. Uh, cave systems are tubes that you can go around in the Earth to. The Hollow Earth is a series of tubes. Yep. Sending. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's like so, like like giant, 
like giant caverns and yes. uh, that are of overarching. Mm. So like, there's almost like there's this hidden prehistoric world beneath ours. That's where all the uh, the dinosaurs went. Yep. Yeah, it's basically like the Hollow from Gears of War two. If you've played okay. Gears of War two, if not, then <laughs> not a lot makes sense. Shit. There's a book series I've read. Is has anyone familiar with the movie The Meg? With Jason Statham, that was terrible. Oh God! About the megalodon shark. Well, I that's know actually, that's based on a book, which is a series of books, which is way better than the movie, but still, yeah, implausible. But I, I just I, hate the name the Meg for the movie because I just think well, of Meg from Family Guy. But, but that was the name of the book of the first book. So, but I huh. I love the whole megalodon and all that stuff. But if you're not sure, if if you're not uh, if you're listening to this and you don't know what a megalodon is, uh, the megalodon was like a distant ancestor of the great white that existed and died out like something like 7 million years ago or so. It's bigger shark. It's oh. Im imagine a great white, but imagine it the somewhere between the size. Cause there's differentiing opinions on this because the happy meal size is great. White, cause, yes. Cause, uh, cause you know, scar uh, shark skeletons are mostly cartilage. So you don't have bones to compare. So imagine huh. a great white shark somewhere between the size of a city bus so 50, 60 feet to 250 feet long, somewhere wrong, somewhere in between that. And because their teeth are, do still exist and they do find the teeth. And some of them go anywhere between about an inch long to seven inches long. So that's a, if, if the seven inch long tooth is one of the smaller teeth in the jaw, that's one goddamn big shark. But anywho. Uh, so the theory was that the Megalodon potentially, you know, is based on the book, you know, instead of dying out, actually just went into the deep, deep, deep depths of the ocean, and they're still down there. And then somehow, through reasons, one of them gets out. Well, one of the, like, third book in the series or something like that, I think this, which is literally, I'm not joking, is called Hell's Aquarium. Uh. Um, they find out that deep down in parts of the ocean, there are cracks where you can get down into a uh, proto-ocean that exists in the hollow earth, and there are still giant ancient sea creatures down there. That's just like the coronasaur, which is basically like a huge aquatic uh, um, alligator-type thing that existed years and, you know, millions of years ago. Um, that even is a danger to the megalodon. So, but anyway, that, that's just where my brain went when you just mentioned Hollow Earth. I'm just still hey. caught up on the words proto ocean. Yeah. Well, you know there uh, there there exist lakes. There is a, a couple of lakes in Antarctica that are like tremendously deep below the ice that have been sealed off for thousands, if not millions, of years. Oh wow. And, and so God only knows what exists in them. And I know the Russians a few years ago uh, did an, ex I think it's called Lake uh, Vladostok, maybe? I could be pulling that out of my ass. I may be completely wrong on that. Uh, where they actually drilled all the way down and started, were taking water samples, because it's liquid beneath that, um, huh. to see what kind of weird shit they could find. Interesting. But anywho. Yeah. So uh, I, I, since we're on the subject of ancient things, I feel like there's one thing we should definitely bring up, and that's Atlantis. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have an Atlantis we, podcast. We have an Atlantis over. podcast coming up. We'll we'll oh, cover that. Never mind. Never mind. I'll put the pin back in that grenade. Yeah, I've got. There, there, I have a definite theory on that, but we'll we'll save it for then. Um, I would like to bring up 
one of my most favorite. Oh uh, boy. And I, I think Crispy, actually, you and I might actually be on the same page with this on this one because I think we've actually discussed it. Um, but and I and I'm gonna dance around this because it's I, I, the the position I'm taking on this particular theory is not at all political, but it involves the assassination of JFK. And yeah, he did it. Oh, you ruined the surprise. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, you know, the official government position, of course, based on the Warren Commission, which was the special uh, congressional commission that was assigned to investigate any conspiracies around it, was that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Now, it is known that he fired three shots. Allegedly. Allegedly. We know that JFK was hit by two of them. We do know that one of those was recovered from a curb in Dealey Plaza that the that missed the president or missed everything actually. So, but the theory is where did the that the first shot which entered his throat, which was not necessarily a fatal wound, it was the second shot that essentially blew his head in half. That was the fatal blow. So there's always been the theory, you know, did was it Oswald? Did he get a second? Did he hit him with a second shot? Was it the quote unquote grassy knoll? Was there a gunman from there? But then there's another theory that I personally kind of do prescribe to based on evidence. So there was a firearms and ballistic expert who looked into it and based on all the evidence, wrote a book. Um, and I'm trying to... Uh, Portal Air, I think was is the, the name of it. Uh, what was his name? I'm trying to oh, find the, the guy, yeah. I yeah, don't remember But anyway, but he... he Oh, yeah. Mortal Air. He wrote the 20, uh, Menninger was his name. And he wrote a book called Mortal Air, The Shot That Killed JFK. And he was a Baltimore firearms expert who in 1967 began probing the ballistic and forensics evidence and concluded that the killing blow, the shot that actually killed Kennedy, did not come from above, nor did it come from the front. It came from a, behind. And where the shot came from was actually from one of his Secret Service detail. And it was an accident. Now, here's the, th the truth. It is documented that his Secret Service detail were up late drinking and gambling and carousing the night before. And that it is, and based on the timing and based on the amount of alcohol consumed through, from multiple witnesses, there is no doubt members of his security detail had to be hungover, if not still drunk. And if you look at the if, at film, particularly the Sapruder film, among others, you can see that after the first shot, the trailing car, two of the secret security agents stand up, one of which, who is in the passenger side, is carrying an automatic rifle, starts to stand up. Well, then the car abruptly... I either I, I'm trying to remember it either accelerates or it abruptly stops. At which point you can see him lose his footing. Now then the film he you don't see anything past that. It zooms it it pans away. But the theory is that when that happened, he begins to stumble, accidentally discharges his weapon, and that is the shot that actually kills Kennedy. Because based on the ballistic evidence, the shot came from behind, came from his left side, blowing out the right side of his uh, head, 
which if you look at the film, that's the way the direction the shot, it looks like it comes. And based on eyewitness testimony from someone who was there, that's what he testified that the, the president's head blew open. He even saw his right ear blow, up, blow off. Plus, the, the size cartridge of that particular weapon that the Secret Service was carrying was, been, was more consistent with the entry wound seen during the autopsy from the fatal blow. Also, after said incident, the Secret Service admittedly, you know, immediately rushed in, started controlling and taking, care, taking over everything. Uh, strangely enough, a bullet of the same caliber that Oswald used was suddenly discovered unknowingly on, his, uh, on the gurney beneath the president uh, after they moved the body that nobody had noticed before. All of the forensic evidence... Uh, most of the uh, photography, pretty much the Secret Service managed to suppress almost everything, all the immediate evidence that was existing, and a lot of it ended up disappearing. Most of them refused to cooperate with the investigation or give any testimony over the years. Now, the theory being that, well, yeah, they did because nobody went, because they didn't want to admit that it was, an, that they were at fault. Uh, but there is a lot of compelling evidence to indicate that. But that's that's my own personal favorite conspiracy theory is that it wasn't a second a, te- a second gunman, it wasn't a graphy knoll and it was Hoswald, but actually the killing blow came from the secret service themselves. So I'm going to transition us away from from this into a much sorry, unless Crispy you have something about No, I'm I I'm kind of on the same page with him. But, yeah, we don't need to go too into the weeds on it. Yeah. So, I do actually have a historical conspiracy. Ooh. Which is just the actual truth, but nobody knows about it. Which oh. is kind of fun. Okay. Um, so, of the Europeans colonizing America, after the Vikings found um, uh, <laughs> Vinland, there was also another group of people... Um, slightly after that, who did colonize America. Uh, The Vikings just showed up, made some trades, and left. But there is a a group of people who have been assimilated into the greater uh, French and Spanish uh, cultures, the people of Basque. And... God, are we getting to the Basque Island? Oh. No, no. Um... So one of the big things that they sold um, in Western Europe at, in the early 1500s um, was actually cod, straight up codfish. Mm. And people were very confused for a very, very, very long time because where they're physically located is not full of cod. Uh, so what they had been doing is, say, and it was two things. One, uh, not a lot of uh, cod in the area and when they the ships were arriving from the sea the cod were already um they had been flayed and sunbaked which apparently you can't do on a ship it's just not reasonable so there was a lot of questions of where the fuck are they going where they're getting all these fish um and they had been going to Newfoundland uh and there are is archaeological evidence of little uh, colonies of just 
some people sitting outside uh, in little, effectively, huts, rolling up and just having these vast, vast uh, arrays of fish just drying out in the sun. Huh. Yeah. So there's there were people that were living around the northern uh, parts of North America then. Yes. Uh, European, specifically, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't just Columbus. Columbus is just the guy who's like, ah! Columbus just blew the lid open. Yeah, yeah he like, just, Columbus had a good a uh, publicist. Yeah, yeah, meanwhile, everyone there's like, way to ruin a cherry gig, mm-hmm. bruh. Yeah, they, um, apparently it started ending once people actually rolled in, um, in the seven, in the 17th, 1700s. That's when it suddenly got less interesting because suddenly everyone noticed. Hang yeah, on a second. What are these people doing here? Yeah, the tourists <laughs> showed up and ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you said Basque, and I I was like, oh, God, are we getting to the Basque Island and that whole fucking thing? I think, I think that's the name of the Basque. There, there's like an island up north where, or maybe, I don't know if it's like main area or where it's at. It's definitely up north. Um, but there's, it, it's something that people have been, like, digging at for years trying to figure out because there's, like, allegedly some kind of, like, t- ruins from a civilization or there's, like, a pit there with treasure or something. I don't remember. You're, you're talking about Oak Island? Oh, that's what it was. I don't know why I thought Basque Island. Yeah, you're talking about Oak Island. Like the, yes. The Oak Island treasure pit that's reportedly supposed yeah. to have been, yeah, there's, like, oh, 10 different been, things that people have contributed to. More like years. a money pit. It's just the middle of fucking nowhere. It's a death pit. There's people have died in that guy. That's right. Yeah, all for what they think is a treasure there. It's a great story. It is, but it's like, just don't. It's not worth it. Meanwhile, the History Channel has managed to get like five seasons of a show about it. Because there's money to be made. Yeah. I don't know how historical it is, but, you know, there's there's ratings, I guess. There's lots of theories about, you know, first peoples and things. Like the... uh, Everything is supposed to, you know, all of civilization is supposed to have originally came out of Africa. And those are some of the oldest civilizations. And meanwhile, in Turkey, over the last 10, 15 years, they've been uh, researching and digging this archaeological site of this temple. I think it's, uh, what's it, Gobolteki or something of that? Yeah, that's that's like, it is obviously a religious site. It was obviously a, a massive I mean, not massive compared to the pyramid, but massive compared to it took many, many people a long time to build this, this structural, this, um, this construction. And Gobolteki, is that it? Gobekli Tepe, yeah. And it seems to predate any previous known civilization that we're aware of, of anything of any, cons- of any, uh, comparable complexity by like 10 to 20,000 years. So it's like completely rewriting what we think of as far as, you know, first civilizations and stuff, which makes you think, well, how much older is some of the, uh, some of the other things, you know, what, what existed that we don't haven't found yet. Yeah. That is an interesting idea of just lost civilizations, which that could be a whole episode in and of itself, but which we, I am going to get into when we talk about Atlantis. Oh yeah. I have yeah. a very specific thing. Oh, nice. Yes. I think uh, I, I'm going to, I'm not going to spoil it, but I, but I have a suspicion that the word sea peoples is involved. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the Bronze Age collapse. I can't help it. 
It's the most. Uh, oh, we're go- we're going into the Bronze Age collapse. Right? Um, that's what when I talk about Atlantis, yeah. But what about the? Cons- there's a lot of conspiracy theories about the dinosaurs. What killed them off? What ended them? Like, uh, there's there's people that don't believe in the whole single asteroid thing. Aliens did it. <laughs> it always comes back to aliens. Hey, man. Because humans can't acknowledge that humans did it, right? It has to be an outside force. Yeah, humans killed what, the dinosaurs. You, oh, yeah, you're saying, yeah, humans yeah, killed yeah. off the dinosaurs, <laughs> yeah. right? No, pe- yeah, people like very boring. An- people don't like the boring answer. They're not the very fun. Play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have to make it aliens. You gotta. It can't just be a regular old military base where they're like just testing um, equipment, and you're not allowed in because you're not allowed in military bases. Is there any out there conspiracy hey, hey, that you believe? That's my tax dollars that paid for that military base. <laughs> I should be able to go on there if I want to. You're right. Let's let's start going into Montana. I heard they've got some really interesting little holes in the ground. Let's start poking. Yeah, there's some silos out there no one's yeah. using. Yeah. Sure. Isn't it the guy that invented LSD or was making it like creating LSD for years and years? Doesn't he like own and live in one of an abandoned missile silo? They're not, not well-built. It's not a super great time. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Like, if you're going to be housing some of our nuclear weapons, shouldn't it be pretty well-built? Um, the issue is flooding. So, uh, a lot of times with the nuclear silos, uh, as long as they're active and you have someone actually taking, running the pumps making sure that the lights are on. Yeah, they'll, they'll go effectively forever or hundreds of a couple hundred years. But as soon as you don't have a human there being like, hey, that wall looks bad. We need to reinforce this. Then it gets bad very fast. Earth is I, very uh, heavy. Now, there are multiple decommissioned or incomplete missile silos out mm-hmm. in that area of the country that have been converted into oh, rich, rich people... Multi-millionaire, oh. oh yeah, uh, like doomsday bunkers where like you have a a silo that is multi-level with like a self-contained mini community with multiple housing positions that people have paid oodles and oodles of money for, so that when the shit goes down, they can just move out there and survive the apocalypse. Like those exist. Like yeah. people people have like a time like a missile silo timeshare. It's a known thing. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. So you right, asked well, if I had any like actual conspiracy theories that I believe in. Yeah. yeah. Uh none that I can think of. Um I'm trying to think of any and I don't have any off the top of my head. Huh. You what? can point at like the most common ones, but I'm like, no, that's dumb. Or like that takes hundreds of thousands of people in order to be silent. What about and the Phoenix lights? The what? Okay, maybe that's not a conspiracy theory. That's more UFO sighting. So, um, well, I've got one. Sure. I don't, and it depends on who you want to believe. But there's a lot of conspiracy theory behind Kurt Corbain. Oh, that he didn't really kill himself. That it was his wife, Courtney Love, who there were rumors that he was planning on leaving her. That he had. Um, recently got a drug rehab that he had met someone there. He had purchased two tickets for plane tickets for him and Hoopstever to go on a trip, um, leaving uh, the day after he quote unquote killed himself. 
uh, that the position of the shotgun that he shot himself with would have been mostly almost impossible for him to do it himself, uh, among other things. I don't know. I, I didn't as much as it that very much happened during my my time of being in high school, of college. And, you know, it was very much a thing that was a touched on cultural thing for me because, you know, uh, Nirvana was a big deal and the whole grunge music scene was a big deal for during my teenage informative years. I don't know enough about it to at least truthful stuff about it to definitively have an opinion, but I know that's one that people have very strong feelings about. Yeah, they do. I, but, yeah, it's one of those things that I don't know. I genuinely like that could be true. It could not be. I, I don't know. I don't know enough. Personally, I don't think it is just from what I've heard about it. But I will take you to one of my favorite stupid conspiracy theories. Like oh, let's get a dumb it's, one. It's so dumb that it, that you just you hope it's true, and you it's actually it's so dumb. But you but at the same time, because of the subject matter, you can't logically totally dismiss it. And that is the conspiracy theory that one of the largest, if not the largest, media conglomerates. In the world, uh oh, careful, created a movie franchise with the explicit intent of throwing off Google's search algorithm. I know where you're going. And what I'm talking about is that the whole purpose that Disney made the movie Frozen is to throw off the search algorithm from the number one response to Google, to Disney and Frozen, to being Walt Disney's frozen head or body. It it is dumb. It is so stupid that anyone even considered this to be a thing. That the whole purpose of them creating that movie and naming it what they did was to create a ripple in the Google search algorithm so that people would stop searching for the long rumored, you know, conspiracy that Walt Disney's body was frozen. It is kept at one of the Disney resorts. Um so that it would stop coming up as the top shirt. It is dumb. It is so stupid. This is like completely a ridiculous theory. But at the same time, we all know Disney. And would we put it past them? No. That's I all wouldn't. I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. Uh, and I'm not saying I believe it at all. But you can't completely dismiss it. Yeah, it's very funny. And... That's about all I can say. I'm not right? saying I believe it, but where's the body, Disney? Like, when I was a kid, I used to always hear that, that uh, Walt's frozen body was in Cinderella's castle at Walt Disney World in Orlando. Okay. Disney World's in Orlando, right? Is it Disneyland that's in L.A.? Uh, sh shit, I, I don't know. Disney World? I don't know. I'm dumb. I'm tired. Is, I'm, I'm pretty sure Disney World's Orlando, Disneyland is L.A. But that was the theory that I'd always heard. Now, there's, of course, there's no confirmation of it. And why would we want to thaw him out now anyway? Um, I don't know. So we can Bye -bye get his adrenal crumb or something. Clive Barker is coming for him. Gonna get him. You said Clive Barker? <laughs> no. Uh, I thought it was Bob Barker. Oh, Bob Barker. <laughs> is Bob Barker still alive? I thought he did. Wait. Oh. Yeah. Um, he's he's alive in Cuba with Tupac and Biggie, and Elvis. Uh, My brain's not. I'm tired. Yeah, I think we've we've 
turned our brains into bush talking about conspiracy, which is the natural way for that to go. <laughs> yeah. Just saying in, oh, the wrong name and just fucking it up entirely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where were you when the Vikings faked the moon landing? Oh. Uh, I was at home watching uh, Tupac singing a duet with Elvis. Uh. All right. Any well. final thoughts on this weird, weird episode? Don't do conspiracy, kids. It'll melt your brain. I can't believe I taped over the yodeling championships for that. Yeah, well, heading to Waffle House. <laughs>